guys, Hazel. It's Azura. And I'm Jermaine. And welcome back to another episode of Clemity's Today we have a beautiful guest in the house. Welcome, Jasmine Soka! Look at us, we're all dressed in black to, to honor Jasmine. Her, yeah. The crew is dressed in black as well. Yeah. And I brought this. No! <laughs> you keep it on uh, the whole show. The whole okay, time. Okay. <laughs> Damn, we should have coordinated. I could have won that. But you know, we're so thankful to Jasmine for taking time out of her busy schedule to come here. So I can't take you seriously. <laughs> Jasmine, how has everything been for you recently? Hmm. Everything has been moving, but it's a lot slower than before. Mm. But at the same time, I think like I'm slowly finding my own rhythm and my own pace. That's nice to hear. Mm. So I don't know about you girls, but I haven't seen like Jasmine without her visor or her mask, like you know, all at one time. Okay, actually, so, right? Yeah. Actually, right? I don't think she knows this, but I have. <gasps> How? <laughs> How? Breaking news! How? Are you sure it's the right yes. person? I'm very sure. Okay, because okay. <laughs> I think a couple of years ago, um, we did a countdown. Countdown. Okay. And it just so happened that I'm always in Aisha's room. So Aisha was in my room, I can't remember. So she had come in and I remember Aisha going, Hey, take out la, let me see your face. <laughs> and I was right there and I was like, I'll be here. And then <laughs> I <I'm tried>. <laughs> I took out. Yes, <laughs> I did. Oh my gosh. Okay, so for all of you who has never seen Jasmine Soko before, I'm sure there will be like netizens out there, you know, who take a screenshot of you in your uh, mask and you in your visor and, and try to piece them together. together. Have so they? I have. <gasps> and is this how you look like, Jasmine? Is this how you look like? Oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> what app do you use? You don't. You don't even like use. Photoshop. <laughs> this is like you just crop and you put them I together. I only had photo grid in my phone, okay? Hey, I think this, this is the best do I can do. This, this, this is the best I can do. Hey, you know how hard to find a hit angle or not? Like that? Like that. <laughs> so hard, love. <laughs> I think we can establish that Jasmine is beautiful with or without her mask. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How yeah. do you describe this expression? <laughs> like yo yo, man. Like, yo yo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. The effort that Hazy put into it. My goodness. But yeah, yeah. so Jasmine is here today to talk about something that I think is really relevant to her. Mm. And we are going to be discussing the policing of women's clothes. That is the topic for today. And I feel like you are someone that does not conform to, you know, a certain gender identity and you try to break out of that. So tell us a bit more about that. Yeah, I think for myself, since young, right, I've always loved wearing baggy clothes. Okay. I've been very tomboyish growing up. Mm. So I always get clothes from my brother's wardrobe or I would shop in like male section. Mm, okay. And then I tend to wear things that are like oversized and I find it super comfortable and empowering. Mm. So like when I started Jasmine Soko, like the key idea was to wear a lot more androgynous outfits. But of course, like that changed, right? With each and every MV, I get like stylists on board. And then every time like stylists would put me in different outfits and I slowly like grew out of this like baggy clothes that I always wear. Mm -hmm. And I tried different things like heels, more skirts, dresses. So ever since then, it's been quite a journey, mm. but I'm also just wearing black colour. And I realised that even though you're confined to just one colour, there's so much innovation that can still happen. Mm. Mm. So question, has any like netizens flamed you for putting your mask on or your visors on? Like say nasty remarks like, oh, why do you have to do this? And stuff like that? Maybe once in a while, sometimes when 
I joined certain shows, okay. right? Like when I was in China, and then I have haters, mm. and then people will just find every reason mm. and, and come to you, and then it doesn't get to me honestly, because I feel like I know the reason of why I even choose to wear a mask, mm. so it shouldn't be about like other people finding an issue with it. So I've been very unbothered by it, I would say. That's, That's nice. great. That's so, nice to hear. So yeah. yeah correct us. me if I'm wrong, but is the reason for this that you wanted people to see you for your music and not for how you look? So in the beginning, right, mm. it was so much more of having an object that I can hide behind mm. so that people would deflect that attention away from me to my music. Mm. But then as time passes by with every different MV, the mask keeps changing. Mm-hmm. And then I started like revealing different parts of my face. And it's become more of an extension of my identity, more so than an object for me to hide behind. That's nice. That's awesome. Nice. So I think, you know, it really represents what we want to talk about today. Because as women, right, we can never win when it comes to clothes. Mm-hmm. You dress, you know, you cover up too much, people say you. You wear too little, people also say you. What is this obsession with what women wear? And it's so crazy if you think about it. A bikini and a burqa are both icons of objectification. How can that be? Mm. It's so ironic, right? Um, and so we want to discuss how much skin is too much skin based on mm. our personal experiences. And should we really even care about these things? Do you think this is too much skin? If no. You ask us are you no. cold? Uh, a little, actually. A little. <laughs> you got where the... The tapey tape? The tapey tape? Hair. Okay, not panty liner, huh? <laughs> okay, so let me pose a question to the floor right now. Okay. Have you all ever experienced a situation where someone, perhaps a man, has told you that you are too covered up or too sexy? Too covered up or too sexy? Uh. My father, lo. huh? My father always say, Mimi, uh, uh. uh. yeah, that means like you're wearing too little, it's not uh. good. Other than that, I honestly don't think so. What would you tell your father then? Uh, yeah, well, they a jacket. I will wear a jacket later, well, but I never him. do. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Jasmine, has that ever happened to you before? Strange enough, I get more of people telling me that I'm very covered up. More so than revealing. Mm. I think to give a more extreme example would be like, we're all around the same age, right? Yep. Mm. Then to date, I don't own a bikini. Mm. So I guess for me, it's not that I have anything against like showing more skin, mm. but I just think that I either don't have enough friends who ask me to the beach, uh, like uh, basically I don't I don't go to the beach often enough to, oh, to meet us. one right yeah black bikini and even if I even if I do go to a beach I feel like I would have worn something different like T-shirt. something yeah just something comfortable mm. and and to that like I also think that maybe to some women it's empowering right to just to just like show their skin and be comfortable in it and for me I also feel that kind of empowerment in just covering up and in just dressing like baggy clothes and feeling like comfortable and just mm. sitting in whatever position I like, you know. Sorry, when you say that people have mentioned that you're more covered up than you are showing skin, do they say that with the underlying tone that maybe you should show more skin? Ooh, no, okay. they don't, they don't. It's, it's just a casual remark. Yeah, it's just a casual remark. Like guys would tell me things like, oh, you dress very quiet. 
Oh. Yeah, and then it, it never registered in my head much like, oh, is it a compliment or is it an insult? Mm. I just take it like neutrally mm. and I'm like, I acknowledge I love to wear winter clothes in a place like Singapore. Yeah, I mean, look at... <laughs> <laughs> Are you hot or not, Anna? Uh, I think because I brought the blanket, uh, oh. so it's a bit too much, I think. <laughs> What about you, Zura? I'm sure being in like, um, you know, your community, uh, there may be more restrictions than usual when it comes to clothes. Mm. 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 <laughs> Hard to say, uh, where to start. Uh? Mm. Uh, I think for me, because I don't really care what people think or what mm. people say, I'm a bit, I've always lived my life, I'll do whatever I want to do, you know? Yes. Yeah. And I will not hide things, which means that if I'm going to wear something a bit more exposed, I will not wear a jacket just to get out of the house. Mm. I will wear it as it is. If my mother makes noise, means my mother makes noise, it's okay. Nice. I would well, rather that... <laughs> I would rather that than to sort of like pretend. It just mm. makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. But I think working where I do... Um, I do get comments more often from people I don't know as compared to people I do. Um, that includes people I work with as well, um, who sometimes give me reminders that, especially if it's going to be content for the brand, mm. um, they cannot have this and that. Yeah, so that frustrates me sometimes. I've also... Um, seen strange ass comments like there was once I was in a um, ripped pair of jeans mm -hmm. and it's like here here it's not like on my ass or anything right and then this person commented if you're gonna wear pants with holes like that you might as well just don't wear any pants and how does that make sense oh and mm -hmm. the person proceeded to say like no brain now, where is our clothes? Sorry. So rude, ah, yeah. this person. There's no link. Oh. This is what women go through on the daily, and I think it is just, it's crazy. I mean, I've had a guy come up to me before and say that actually you're not very sexy. You know why? You're as sexy as a hot chili, okay? Okay, la, okay, la. I'm alright. No, someone, <laughs> someone commented on my TikTok that day and said, Your body shape is weird. <gasps> then I showed Acer, then I was laughing about it. Acer was like, No, ah, your body shape is sexy. Ah. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, I know, don't tell yeah. me. <laughs> no, but the ironic thing is that because, you know, I don't have much to show up here, right? I'm president of the Itty Bitty Titty Committee. I joined that club. Together, okay, okay, come, together. Come, come. VIP membership. Yeah. So I, I don't show the cleavage, right? And that's probably why they associate that. They associate cleavage with sexiness. In fact, I think in recent days, right, not having too much of a cleavage is actually sexier. Oh, is it? I feel eh, I feel like the, the flat-chested kind of like... Yeah, I like that. I yeah, really it's like new that. black, you know? Comforting. You do you. You do yeah. you. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, here's something that I think is really ironic. With regards to cleavage, you know, some people say... You show so much cleavage, you got no self-respect, man. Then some people say, you cover up so much, actually you look better if you show a bit more. No, and then some people say, you show so much, got nothing, you show, show for what? Ah, exactly. Right? I've heard this in the industry before, where someone's worn a blazer, mm. and then it's really low cut, mm. and then some guys made some comments, why is she wearing it like that? She got nothing to show, what? Mm. This is what we go through. If there are any men listening, please, shame on you. Hey. No, 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 no. <laughs> We want to communicate and understand. Be more mindful of what right. you say. That's right, yeah. So what do you think, Jasmine, being in this industry, being in the media, right? I'm sure you've seen a lot of people in different countries. Mm. How do you protect your sense of identity? I would say like, 
maybe always start off like knowing who you are, who you stand for, and always prioritize your own comfort. Mm. Know your threshold. Mm. Sometimes you need to kind of like adapt into like the context and be respectful, but also at the same time like don't compromise who you are. Or surrounding yourself with people that you trust always mm. helps. You know, if you have a team of people that you trust, let's say like you're wearing something very revealing, mm. and then you have you're in a shoot. But then if you're working with people that you trust, like you just know that they'll have your back, and mm. they wouldn't, they will know the limit, and they wouldn't go over the line. Mm. Mm. That said, have you ever encountered any stylist who tried to put you in something a bit more revealing? Oh, I would say like. It's always a communication. Okay, so yeah. you won't be afraid to say like, no, I don't want this. Yeah, I would just outrightly like specifically like state everything like very specifically like this is what I can accept. This is mm. what I can. But then sometimes when I see, I mean, okay, for me maybe I separate this like more clearly, right? Like when I do my artist project, then I see it as more of an art form.、Mm-hmm. So sometimes when I do shoot and I do like a certain outfit a lot, I don't want to compromise the aesthetic of the outfit by、right. wearing something that、mm. could change how the outfit、mm. looks. So I would like have a discussion with say like the photographer, or videographer, or stylist about how we can each do our part. To make sure that I'm comfortable, and at the same time, like the outfit can still be shown、mm. the way that it should.、Mm. So I've seen one of your、um, photographs, right?、Uh, you were in this like black outfit, yeah.、Uh, it cuts like quite low down the back. Oh, I know which one you're、mm. talking about.、Mm. Wait, was that the one that made it up on the the billboard? Yeah, yeah. That's the one, right?、Mm. Times Square. Am、oh、I right? Oh my gosh, that was that amazing. That was beautiful. You got a nice、um, bag, by the way. <laughs> sexy bag. Yeah. Yeah. So we okay with that. Yeah, I didn't think too much about it.、Mm. Neither did I have a talk with my parents. So they're more open lah with like the kinds of clothes you wear. It's situational.、Mm. If my mom attends like my rehearsal、mm. or like、uh, my my performance when I'm in the dressing room,、uh-huh. then she will get super protective. Oh, or my manager too. So I think it's the, the moms in my life they get like <laughs> super protective.、Cute. Yeah, that's nice, and I think it's very important that Jasmine herself knows what she wants、yeah. to be put in, you know, and、yeah. she's not afraid to stand up for herself. Correct.、That's、Don't、really、let、great. anyone tell you otherwise. I think that's really amazing for all the young, you know, women that、mm. look up to you. They find that sense of empowerment as well.、Mm. Yeah,、mm. that's awesome. Okay, so we want to talk a bit more about the sexualization of women in sports. I know this is a different industry from us, but、right. I think this is really huge news that came out this year, right? So there is a Paralympic world champion.、Um, she was actually left speechless when an official in the championships told her, "Your briefs are too short and inappropriate." And in the rules itself, right, it even states you can't wear anything that's translucent because if you do, you could impede the judge's view. Okay. I'm sorry. Is that the woman's problem or the judge's problem? But well, if I'm not wrong, the rules of the competition didn't state the length of、yeah. the、yeah. shorts,、no. the、yeah. briefs, right?、No. So technically, she can't be faulted for what she was wearing. Yeah, and I think this made the headlines. This went up, like blew up on Twitter and stuff like that. And many people really stood up for this world champion called Olivia Breen.、Mm. Mm. What do you think, Jasmine? I think that when it comes to something like a profession, like first、mm. of all, the the priority would be to wear something that would make you excel、yes. in the sports,、yeah. right? That that's the most important part. But at the same time, I also feel that it's a bit inevitable in a sense that.、Um, 
when it comes to women and standards, it differs around the world. Mm. And then when it comes to an event like the Olympics, it's like broadcasted globally. Right. So different people from different places would have different ideals of women. Mm. And some of them would deem this to be like unacceptable. So I think maybe there needs to be a broader understanding mm. in general. Mm. It's interesting that you bring up, you know, it's different in everywhere. Yeah. I mean, firstly, we can establish that would a male athlete be treated this way. Yeah. If the male athlete was in like a very, very short pair of briefs, I don't think he could have escaped this as well. Oh. I mean, that would look even more wild than like a, a female in that same short pair of briefs, right? Perhaps, perhaps, right. yeah. But the hmm. ironic thing is that in another sport, this is beach handball, right? The whole team was actually fined 1,700 US dollars for not wearing bikini bottoms. So what were they wearing? They were basically wearing like um, sh- uh, shorts and all that, right? But the rules stipulated that they must wear bikini bottoms. It's actually oh. in the rule book of the sport? Yes. Why? Okay, so here's what they say. Athletes' uniforms and accessories contribute to helping athletes increase their performance as well as remain coherent with the sportive and attractive image of the sport. Hmm. Also must look attractive lah. Why uh, It's a sport what? Is oh. it a modelling contest? <laughs> no, I'm very angry. <laughs> Very ironic, these two Mm. situations. One, you get, you know, uh, flamed for wearing too much. One, you get flamed for wearing too little. Exactly. But, well, good news is, um, for years, female athletes, they have been uh, fighting back, right? So, there's these few German gymnasts. They Mm. made a stand by competing in the Tokyo Olympics in full-body leotards to protest against the sexualization of sport. Usually, they wear the one that cuts up, right? Cuts up your your thighs, but in this case, they went for the full body one. Mm. And I think it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. And they really made like a name for themselves just by this. Yeah, I think it makes a statement and people can appreciate your craft more than the way that you look. Mm-hmm. Right? So let's bring it home a little bit to mm. us and our personal experience. Policing of women's clothes is not a new thing. And we all grew up in schools where I'm sure we all can ask scolding for one thing or another, right? Why Jasmine, why you laugh? Short skirt la. <laughs> All that so kind of thing. Tell us more. Like, when you were in school, did you ever gonna get into trouble? Anything? Yeah. Okay, there was one trouble that I can still, I cannot get over. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, in secondary school, angle socks were banned. Did you guys have this scenario? Yes. And then wait, they must wear what? The the high socks. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So ankle socks were banned and I could never understand why. Because the height of my socks should not correlate to my results (laughs) of me being a bad student, right? So I would purposefully wear like ankle socks around to be caught by teachers. So then I can ask them like why mm. why is this banned? Because I can understand when it's like short pinafores okay. or skirt, right? Yeah. Or like tapered pants. Is it that's for guys, right? Yeah, but I could never get over the ankle sock. Oh. So rational as a oh. secondary school oh. kid girl. But you challenge your teacher, right? What would your teacher say? I didn't get any good answer. And then that time I was also I think it was sec four or something. So so it was the whole like O level period, mm. yeah, and gradually like that just faded away. Mm. But I could never get a good answer for it because there's no answer. Yeah, exactly. No answer, yeah. I think the teachers themselves they must have struggled also to keep up with the yeah. rules. Maybe they themselves feel like this is bullshit lah. What kind of rule is this? Yeah. But they have to go by the book, right? Yeah. Exactly. So maybe it's a tough call for them as well. Yeah, oh. dress codes in school. I think exactly. one of the big things are uh, that I never understood. 
no coloured bras. Mm. Because my uniform was white, right? Mm. So because of that, after you wash a while, it becomes a bit translucent. Yeah, yeah. See-through. Last time, like, secondary school, we would buy hot pink bras, lime green bras. Right? Yeah, but then we were kind of scolding and say that, oh, you cannot wear this. And in fact, there was actually a student from Nanyang Girls High School. Mm. Uh, a female teacher actually went around to all the Sec 4 students, unbuttoned their shirt, and checked what colour is their bra. That's invasive, right? Yeah. Yes. Correct. She had to apologise, lah. Of course. Mm. But only... Yeah. But if you cannot see the colour of the bra from the outside, then okay, why really, do you why, have why, to why, why do you have to unbutton exactly, the shirt, right? right? Okay, but you know what? I I do think there's a reason for um for them saying that, you know, secondary school girls, we're not allowed to wear like coloured bras because they don't want to attract the wrong kind of attention that may potentially bring danger to these girls out of school. Yeah. Perhaps this, this is a solid reason in my opinion. Yeah, I can understand that. But I think we've discussed many, many times as well, you know, like mm. how about aside from telling us to avoid these situations, that you educate the other party as well. Right. That she will wear whatever the hell she wants to and that doesn't mean that you can do whatever the hell you want to. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Exactly. It's about that whole victim blaming mm. kind of angle, like, I mm. think. And it's it's just such a difficult situation, even not just at schools, but at work as well. There's so many different dress codes. Like in Japan, mm-hmm. um, women are actually mostly required to wear heels at work. Well, I cannot imagine that pain, man. Heels. Do you hate work. wearing heels, Jasmine? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I don't hate it um, all the time. Yeah. Sometimes when it's for performances, I can see the point of wearing. Yeah. But for me, it's more of like it's a package. Like there's a character I'm trying to yeah. build, right, for mm. my stage performance. But when it comes to going to your work, especially if it's a back end kind of work, right, where it's not sales, right? How does wearing heel link to higher performance? Mm. You know, yeah. so in Japan, there's this um a very interesting movement. It's called the Kutsu movement. Mm. So correct me if I'm wrong. In Japanese, K U T S U Kutsu means shoes, and K U T S U U with an extra U means pain. So this is how Kutsu. Oh. came about. Okay. So these Japanese women, they launched this uh, movement to fight against having to wear heels at work. Because what the hell, you do work with your hands, right. your fingers, your, your eyes, right? Mm, Not right. with your feet. Yeah. And I think this is very, very um, incredible for a place like Japan where, you know, mm. maybe rules are tighter and stricter. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. But okay, we have to acknowledge on the flip side, like mm. for men, right? Mm. They do get discriminated against as well when it comes to dress code. For example, they cannot keep long hair if you work okay. in a corporate sort of, you know, industry. Mm-hmm. Um, like, in terms of op- uh, open-toed sandals, you know, we can wear, right, like open-toed sandals okay. and all that. But if a man were to wear that yeah. and go into the workplace, they would also be discriminated against. Mm. So, we have to acknowledge that for the men listening yep. as well. Yeah. So, now that we are in COVID times, right, there's a lot of Zoom calls going on. I have a friend who doesn't shave and he goes on like these Zoom meetings and he's had his boss tell him, can you please shave? You look very Why, sluggish, you know. Oh, my problem. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but maybe the boss feels like this is not putting up like a good image for the brand or mm-hmm. the company. So what do you think about this? Do you think this is acceptable? Should, should my friend shave? <laughs> we put a poll. To, uh, <laughs> <laughs> should my friend shave? Yes or no? Maybe a groom? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Make a certain shape. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Start? Compromise like Compromise. Yeah. I think it's a bit tricky when it comes to like maybe dress code for work mm. and things like that. Because I do believe maybe from the company's standpoint, it's an image that they're going for 
or a certain brand look that they're going for as yeah. well. But at the same time, if you think about it, right, sometimes we feel like if I dress up today and I look good and I feel good, I feel like I'm going to take on the world and I can do like wonders. Mm. I'm going to produce great work today. Mm. So it has to do with your mood as well. So do you think maybe that's what companies think as well? That if people oh. come in in whatever they want to, that they might just feel too comfortable mm. or, you know, it makes them feel like you're not setting your head straight to right. get work done. Mm. Do you think so? I think that's a super interesting point of view. I've never thought of it that way. Mm. But I think like also just listening right mm. to, to the different like regulations that set in mm. place, it almost sounds as if like there are a lot of gendered rules. Right. It's like female heels, makeup, mm. and then males. Um, no shoes with toe, toe. No, open toe. Yeah. Open toe, yeah. Mm. And mm. I think like what, what if like these companies actually rephrase it and make it less gendered. Mm. Right. Something that's like a, a pure, neat mm. and fresh looking. Mm. I don't know, like, like a... The language is important. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Like, make it more empathetic, like, mm. like not specific to a particular gender. Yeah. And maybe that could even the fairness, mm. you know. Exactly, and I agree with what Zua mentioned just now because I've once turned up to work in pyjamas and huh? I gotta say, man... No, we always do, uh. Yeah, the COVID times, the circuit breaker <laughs> oh, okay, times, okay, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, go, to, go to work in my pyjamas, no? I really think that there's a difference in mindset as compared to if I was all dolled up, yeah. like, my makeup done, yeah. I go to work, prepared to do a good show, good live stream. There really is a difference in mindset. La. I mm. think it goes one step too far when employers refuse to hire women because of their attire. Let me tell you what happened. Okay. Okay. Last year, a department store actually made the news because uh, temp staff, she showed up on the job, she was wearing a hijab. They told her that she would have to take off her hijab. She can't wear it during work. This is religious headgear, yeah. you know? Mm. This is religious what? Correct. And they actually, you know, wanted to force her to take it off. Um, now, they have changed the rules of their company policy. Mm. Thank goodness. After, you know, lots of backlash and furor from everyone. Mm. But why does it take backlash mm. to acknowledge that this is an issue? Can I touch on something? It might mm. be a bit sensitive, but I'm going to mention it anyway. Okay, yeah. So, as we know, in the latest National Day Rally, Mm. It's just been announced that nurses can now wear mm. the hijab at work. Mm. And this, I think, is very much anticipated by many. They've been waiting for this for a very long time, you know. Because I think for a lot of them, some of them are not comfortable with taking it off. But they do it anyway because of the job and things like that. And then, I don't know if you've seen, but there's been this slew of comments online. And you know what? A lot of people from different cultures have been saying like, oh, you know what? Like, I'm happy for my Muslim friends who are wearing the hijab who can now wear it at work. Mm. There was this bunch of comments um, that I saw that made me go like, really, is this Singapore? Because people were saying things like, wow, we took so many years to progress forward only to be regressing. Who would say this kind of thing? And I'm like, sorry? Oh. Oh. And there was a lot of it. Uh. It wasn't one or two. It actually was a whole compilation of those. And just people going like, um, sorry, I would be so uncomfortable if I was a patient and my nurse was wearing the hijab. Why? Why? It's not going to affect the injections they give you. Oh. Right? Wow. Oh, oh that's shocking. With, mm. their, with their names, from their own accounts, shamelessly putting those comments out there like it is nothing wrong. And I'm just like, 
Wow, really? Mm. I think this is where what Jasmine says, you, you mm. need to be, you need to have empathy for everyone. You mm. know what I mean? Like, you need to understand that this is a religious headgear and why are you dictating what they can or cannot wear? You are not showing any compassion or understanding mm. towards them. What do you think, Jasmine? I mean, this is quite insane, mm. I think. Yeah, just because like we, we do live in a secular country and then we're supposed to respect like differences mm. and understand. So to have people like have that kind of comment, it took me a while to register actually. Mm. <laughs> like I'm like, how oh, like we live in this this generation yeah. right now. Like why do we still have to explain differences? Okay, so it's undeniable that there will be times when there's a need to dress a certain way and there are rules in place, of course, that we shouldn't break. But here's a question for all. Have you girls ever broken a dress code rule and gotten into trouble for it? I have a little confession. Mm. Mm. So, I wear a lot of backless lava. Uh-uh. Uh, there's a reason for this. You want to show the camera? No, today. Sexy bag. <laughs> there's a reason for this uh-huh. because um, I am expected to dress a certain way a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Not by people who actually matter. By people who don't really matter, actually. Um, so, <laughs> so to sort of play it safe and sort of like still get to do at one, I pick out a lot of these clothes. So if you just see me from the front, all's good. Business uh, in the front, party, party in, in the, the back. back. So let me tell you something funny. Just maybe a month ago or something, but no. Um, yeah, maybe a month or two ago, I was in the building at work and I did not expect to see my boss in that day. Oh, I was wearing a backless top, I think. Okay. okay. And then um, she had said, Hey, if you're here, can you come out and see me? I said, Oh, tell her. Okay. Because she will say things like. Yeah. She wants to protect you also. <laughs> yes, she wants netizens. to protect me. She has her yeah. best interest at heart, I right. understand. So I went up, Mm-mm. and the whole time I was with her, I walked this way. Uh, <laughs> like a crap, like, like a crap. crap. <laughs> so I entered the room this way. Yeah. <laughs> and then I came out, okay, bye bye. <laughs> So did she find out in the end? I don't think so. I don't know that she saw. But after this episode, she will. But I felt them silly <laughs> like, like, actually, was that necessary, you know? Mm. And then I was a bit like, mm. Mm. But well, we gotta do what we gotta do. It's true. We gotta keep our jobs. It's true. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, as much as we want to protect our sense of style, sense uh-huh. of fashion, right? There are certain places, you know, and certain mm. situations that you have to respect. Mm. But let's talk about really your style and how it empowers you, mm-hmm. what you wear. So for everyone, how would you say your own style reflects your identity, who you are inside? I love my style. Okay. I love. <laughs> Thank style you. <by> style. <laughs> um, I especially love tops that don't require me to wear a bra. Woo-hoo! Like this one, for example. I really love it. I feel so free and I feel, I feel good about myself. I feel confident and I think it increases my work capacity. Mm. It increases my efficiency. So I think for me, the answer is a sure, I love my style. Awesome. And I'm sure I can say the same for you too, Jasmine. Yeah. Not the braless part, but the part where you love your style. I can kind of relate sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> you got me, girl. <laughs> For me, I've always stuck to the colour black, like, mm-hmm. at least for the past five years. And it's been very efficient. It's been very, um, I would say, everything has been very comfortable for me, right? And then I also get to innovate within that same space. And I ever saw this quote from one of my favourite designers, Yoji Yamamoto. Mm. Okay, I'm just taking fragments of his quotes because I don't remember what mm. it is. But he mentioned how black is a colour which is everywhere, but yet it's in the background. 
And then I really resonated with that, right? So I'm like, yeah, I found my power in, in this black outfit. And then I still like wearing like baggy clothes. Yeah, I would say like super comfy and... It's just me being able to be me. Mm. That's awesome. It's true to herself. Yeah. Yes. Yes. This is nice. This That's is nice. Right. Zora? Yes. She so cannot say that. Uh. She wants to oh, wear like uh, backless, backless, backless tops. Yeah. Like, but she only can walk like a crab. Bikini, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, no, no. I think my style is quite a spectrum. Oh. Okay. Uh, because I, I go through phases mm. and um, I sort of just like to dress however I feel that day. Mm. So mm. I, I think I own... A, a spectrum of styles it's not necessarily one thing mm. and whatever I feel like doing I, I just pull it up I think that reflects her personality because mm-hmm. she goes with the flow right Right. so like you're just like oh whatever I feel mm. today I wear mm. Mm. so you're true to yourself right? oh yeah that's good that's Very good yeah. that's good oh I think for me my, my style has changed a lot over the years as mm. well I think my my identity when it comes to style um, and and I look up to a lot of role models you know in the industry to see like what is trending right now I really look at the trends mm. yeah and then also whatever is cheapest like the yeah <laughs> okay but you know Billie Eilish right okay you know she used to wear lots of baggy clothes mm. like that was her thing and I love that about her and she said that she didn't want to be sexualized which mm. I understand because she came on the scene when she was very young with her new album she actually is showing a different side of her and you know she is a very curvy girl and she is finding that empowerment in her own sexuality mm. so you can change it doesn't mean that one day you love wearing baggy clothes you can't change that in the future right. we are not static human beings mm. you know what i mean mm. and for jasmine wise i think being in the music industry you know taylor swift said that women are expected to reinvent themselves more than men mm. what do you think about this yeah i, I super agree I, I constantly feel the pressure of like you know being a woman or uh, uh, when it comes to a lot of female idols that i follow every year or once every few years you would see them like changing radically in terms of like the way they dress um the hairstyles the makeup there's so many different different parts that needs to be reinvented, it seems like, almost. And then when it comes to male, okay, let's take like maybe just one example, not to represent everyone, right? Ed Sheeran, mm. yeah, he's been him, like, right. all the way, like, besides his music, which is amazing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, has did he have to go through a lot of uh, makeup changes or mm. outfit changes? We have an image of him, right, in our head, and mm. take that and compare to like, other female artists, has there been any female artist that has been been that static in terms of their aesthetic? Wow. That's true. That's true. Because Ed Sheeran's looked the same for 20 years probably. Correct, correct. Mm -mm. I actually want to give one last story. Mm. So I used to have a friend, she is a Waka Waka. Oh, okay, Uh, okay. Waka Waka DJ, okay. (laughs) Um, And she's not someone that, you know, shows a lot like of skin. She doesn't wear a lot of revealing clothes. But the other DJs on the scene, would actually stuff the shoe. <gasps> I know I have a personal friend who stuffs a lot of the shoe, then she go F cup and spin, that kind of thing. Oh. Um, just so they would seem more appealing and more they would have more jobs come their way. So my mm. friend at the time, she she felt like, am I losing out? Am I going to lose out if I protect my sense of identity and I don't show so much? Mm. And I think that's very sad that that's a reality of the situation. So I don't get the, I just don't get the boobs thing. How they associate like club DJs with like big boobs. Okay, honestly, I feel like when you do have it, I don't want it there. You, you know give I mean? me la, I don't want <laughs> No really. So for, 
first of all, I feel like everything you wear becomes more offensive. Oh, okay, okay. You know, even if it's nothing, right? Let's say it's a fitted top, like what Jermaine's wearing. It's oh. nothing, it's covered. Okay. But it just looks that bit more sexualized mm. instantly. Mm. Mm. Because it's obvious. Mm. Because it's big. Mm. Good problem lah. Good see, problem. La. Well, honestly, yeah, I think mm. you know the grass is always greener mm. on the other side. But Jasmine, do you have any you know final words maybe about your friends in the industry who feel mm. this pressure as well and they might have succumbed to it? I would say when I started out, right, I was in the electronic music scene, mm. and back then I was in DJ club in school. Ah. Yeah. So so I totally got what like what you're saying, and I think if if anyone, it would be me. Like first feeling that pressure to conform to a certain standard of how a female DJ should be, yeah. And then I have no asset, so I mean, you have so much. You have so many assets. Yeah. So so I felt like if I if I were to try conform to it, it wouldn't even work. Mm. And it's also I also feel like with the whole living up to that idea. Of a of a very hot w- woman DJ, mm-hmm. you kind of make people miss the point that women is so much more yeah. than just how they look. You know, I have friends that attend events or DJ events, right? And they just go there because of how the DJ looks. Oh. And I feel like that's missing the point yeah. of of mm. like going there to enjoy music. Yeah. Mm. So I I didn't vibe with that whole idea, and I didn't want to like. Be a part of it, all. so I just focus more on the music part. Wow, really respect that. Yes, mm. yeah. Even mm. after the years, I mean, it's so true that I've never thought about walking into Zouk because DJ Ghetto is handsome or something like that. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Do 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 do. Yeah. <laughs> So there really is a double standard. So I think we can just talk about what we've unpacked here today. Mm-hmm. Um, firstly, we should recognize people for what's inside. You know, their mm. talent, and not what they look like on the outside. I think that's really important. Mm-hmm. And secondly, breaking dress codes really pays off. I mean, not when like rules are in place, of course, mm. but especially when fighting dress codes that are biased or discriminatory. Mm. I think it's really, really important. And can and I just say, right, like, mm. I'm really impressed to like Jasmine at a young age, at that time especially, you know, at such a young age, like you could recognise that this might be what was expected out of you, but you know what, if that's not what I'm comfortable with, I'm mm. going to stick with it, even if, you know, it's going to be putting me at a disadvantage right now because people think I should be this way, I'm going to stick to that. Yeah. And I think that's really cool. Thank you. Oh. I, I feel the same admiration for you as well. Like the whole, you know, I don't want to be confined mm-hmm. by what people expect me to wear. I just want to wear whatever I feel like and, and I want today. And if you have an issue, that's yours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I like that. Mm-hmm. There we go, there we go. So ending this policing of women's clothes, it's up to you, up mm. to me as mm-hmm. women, and up to us to teach the next generation as well. So let's do what we can. Mm-hmm. And yeah, don't be afraid to live your true self as Jasmine has told us today. Yay! All right, with that, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Clarity's Podcast. Once again, I'm Hazel. I'm Azura. I'm Jermaine. And thank you so much, Jasmine. Uh, before we end off, any upcoming works that we can look forward to? Mm. I am releasing my EP this month. And oh, 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 oh. <laughs> yeah. Any teasers you can oh, give oh, us? Oh. Or is anything it gonna like be that? English and Mandarin? Mm. Or like it's it's gonna be English, mm. but it's also a very important piece of work to me. It's it's a whole idea of 
being 25 and, and in the middle of this pandemic, like what it means like to to be in the middle of your 20s. Like you are not that young anymore, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like you are still young mm-hmm. and you can do a lot I'm of things. I'm being very hard by this <laughs> <laughs> I feel you, yes. So is there any song, a part of any song that you like the most in this upcoming EP? This is one song. It mm. cannot be more blatant than it is. So it's called 25. 25, okay. okay. Yeah. Could you like share a part of the lyrics or like sing a bit for us? Damn, I don't know how it sounds like if I sing it a cappella, but I'll do it. <gasps> I'm very excited! Yes! Yes! Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> whoa, whoa, chef practice. I'm 25, I am way too old for ruin. I'm staying home instead of partying. I don't wanna die, I'm still way too young to be missing out on a life I'll never know. Now at least I'm not as foolish, thinking people won't believe in. So I learned to put myself, put myself first. And I realized that it's okay to not know where I'm going. But I'm sure of what I want. I don't wanna wait, I don't hesitate, I don't wanna fucking waste my time. Okay. A little bit now. A bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my no, god! We're just two years away. Correct. Two years down the road oh. only. Incredible! Close. Incredible! Wow, we absolutely cannot wait. It sounds like you know it's really personal to you, and I think it's gonna touch so many people mm. that hear it. Really. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for being a safe space for me to like do it from underneath my mask Aww. as well. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Mm. And I think when you put something so personal out like that, you know, it becomes something else for somebody who's listening as well. You know, it's gonna be someone's like this song or that song, or they're yeah. just gonna relate to it in like different ways. And that's what's so special. Right, mm. and I just want to shout out that uh, Jasmine, she told me personally that she is a fan of Hush Podcast. Ayo! This is how our Ayo! conversation came about and I was like, you know what, do you want to come on our podcast? And she was like, yeah! So this happened! So thank you for listening to us, Jasmine. Thank you, Jasmine. Thank you. And make sure to follow us at mm. itsclarity.co for more updates on the next episode and yeah, wherever podcasts are. Yes. Exactly, Spotify. we're on YouTube, mm. Spotify, Me Listen, mm. Apple Podcasts. That's right, and we'll see you next time on Hush! Bye-bye! And bless this man! <laughs> <laughs> I should coordinate some actions. <laughs>